G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Dean, let's get, to the, uh, let's get to the story that has rocked Australian football, of course, and that is the umpire at the centre of the Brownlow spot betting. So in, in simple terms, spot betting is game-by-game game betting. So, so it's, it's alleged that Michael Pell, in games that he umpired, has got some link to some gamblers who have spot-betted on games uh, that he was involved in and won quite substantial amount of money. Mm. Can you just, don't, let's not delve too much into the personality of, of it, but just talk about as a former umpire, and you've had contact with, I'm sure, some of the umpires that are currently going, what's the reaction? Yeah, shock and really unsettled. Um, I think it's a real black eye for our sport and a sport I'm really passionate and I've been involved with for, you know, 25 years. Um, it's just something um, that's come out of left field because we're so educated and drilled on the process and the confidentiality and it's a real privilege to be part of a system that um, votes on such a prestigious award. So, yeah, it was a bit of a shock for sure. Um, as as Hamish should know, the AFL players, umpires get drilled on what we can and can't do um, in certain things and I know all the 20 contracts I signed over my career um, that was probably the top list, you know, the confidentiality around Brownlow Medal and its integrity and the award that um, it is. So I think I've used this, this term over the last week or so. Um, it's a bit like Fight Club. You know, the one rule about Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club and umpires have that rule about Brownlow. It's just something we don't talk about. Even amongst yourself. So you go to training on a Tuesday yep. night and you're talking uh, about the game that you did. Yep. You don't even talk about who was best on ground. Not not discuss one bit. I can honestly tell you, if I've done a game here at Optus Stadium, I reckon 20 minutes after I've driven out of the car park, I probably couldn't even tell you because I'm more worried about the free kicks I might have paid that were right or wrong and all the things I've got to go and do my feedback and my review and then I get my appointment Monday for the next game and it's a blur. So I can honestly say hand on heart, I don't generally recall or could tell you. So, But certainly if, if it was discussed at training, it would be a massive red flag and, and that umpire would be called out because, you know, it's just something that we don't talk about. So when you come off the ground, so to, to submit Brownlow votes, I umpired a little bit when I was a kid and it was you walk off, you have a little, your escort takes you away and there's a piece of paper saying three, two, one, and you write the votes down. How does it how does it work in an AFL system? What's the protocol from finishing a game to submitting your yeah, votes? Yeah, very similar. Uh, and as far as um, about f- after a game, it's chaotic in the rooms. There's coaches, there's ball stewards, there's people coming and going, there's trainers, there's umpires getting rubbed downs and ice baths. So I reckon about 45 minutes after the game, we clear the rooms out and just have, leave the three field umpires in the room to go through the three, two, one. You know, it's a really detailed process. Um, I can categorically say we don't get handed a statistical sheet. Champion Darling goes, they don't. There's the votes. Uh, there's the uh, the stats. Go for it. We don't get that. It's purely who we think had the most influence on games, and that's why I think the Brownlow Award is just the special award. It's the umpire's view. We're not trying to copy what the media think or what the coaches think or whoever what others think. It's what we think. And I think that's what makes it special. Now we go through it. Some days it takes 10 minutes because it's very matter of fact, it's pretty easy what we think. And then some days it takes 45 minutes. Um, and we're very conscious of the fact that a one vote here or one vote there could be the difference between changing some player's life at the end of the year. Once those votes are counted, um, sorry, noted three, two, one, all three umpires will sign that document. It gets folded up into an envelope. It's sealed and we sign it again. And our, our actual signatures are housed at AFL House to make sure that my signature matches up with my name. It gets sealed into a plastic bag and generally the umpire from Victoria takes that back um, and it gets put into a locked box in two locations in Victoria and then we see them again on, on Brownlow night. So I can honestly hand on heart say never discussed and will we take 
a lot of pride in doing and we treat it as a privilege and that's why I think it hurts, not just current umpires but also past umpires who have had it for over 100 years, Tim. It's, I think it was firstly um, done in 1924. It's an interesting one because we're hearing calls now from various sections, and I think Scotty Cummings is one, and Mason Cox of current day says it should no, take and be out of the hands of the umpires and given to independent people. But there's, I, I would be concerned that putting it in the hands of independent people would even open up for even yeah. more question marks. I, I'd say why. Why do we want to do that? We've already got awards that other people vote on. Um, this is the umpires. But the award. media and the, and the umpires don't aren't poles apart in regards to their judgment at the end of the year anyway. Well, so why change it? They're correct. Exactly. So I've seen some players come out and make some comments, but are we talking about that if this incident doesn't happen? Of course we're not. So it's easy to throw some fuel on the fire. Because so it's current. one man's actions, allegedly, yep. one man's actions that has caused this entire blow up. We have these conversations every year. Oh, should the umpire do it? Did they get it right? Did they get it wrong? But that's just, just part of the narrative of, of commenting on the Brownlow medal. But one man's actions, you firmly believe you shouldn't throw the system out based on one man's performance. I'm really matter-of-fact on that. Um, it's an outlier. Um, it's not great. We don't like it. Um, uh, it's disappointing. But like I say, like I said before about having a black eye on the sport, black eyes go away in time, and this will go away. And the umpire, it'll be a good reset for all probably AFL systems and state league systems to go, just, just make sure we're really clear on what our expectations are and, and we'll get back on the horse and do what we've always done. And I'm, I'm really comfortable in that it's in the umpire's hands because it's an umpire's award. It's what we think. It's what our view is, and that's what makes it special. That's why it sits above all others, in my opinion. Yeah, just to clarify any air for anyone listening, it it didn't it didn't impact the winner of the Brownlow, did it? It was no. just one allegedly umpire leaking some three vote getters to his to his mate. So Patrick Cripps has got he he can sit back and still say oh, I'm a Brownlow medalist with the almost impunity. Yes, I mean I, I guess it's always going to be that that year that this happened, which will always be there. But certainly, um, you know, Patrick Cripps was a worthy winner, clearly, and I don't think you could say, certainly in my 20 years, um, Hamish, I can't think of an, a winner of the Brownlow where you'd say, gee, he wasn't worthy of it. I think all the players no. who win them, they're, they're yeah. deserving. And then, and I'm, and it's I'm, a shame that we even have to think about yeah, that, it is, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. And, the, and the non-footy people would probably go down that line, oh, it's a rort, no, he didn't deserve to win it, and you get all the pile on fact that, but mm. you're dead right, Hammer, it had nothing to do with the actual result. It's an interesting one. It's not the first time that the medals have been involved. You know, Sound of Medals had a couple of controversies over the period. Mm. David Holland's winning it back in the 70s, uh, Allegedly, yeah. there was an incident there. And there's also the one with Brady Anderson from East Perth who wasn't invited initially. Then they had to try and get him to come to the medal and then everyone thought, hello, and all of a sudden someone rocked up to the races on the Saturday when Bluey Glynn was the sports betting bookmaker at the time and uh, they backed him to win $20,000. And all of a sudden, Brady Anderson went from 200 to 1 chance to 6 to 4 favourite and it was the worst kept secret in town. And that and that caused a ruckus and that stopped Huge. betting on the sport itself. Correct. I hope it doesn't come to that, but I reckon there's going to be a lot of weary, uh, wary people and wary sport betting agencies mm. who are the ones who alerted the AFL to this. Yeah, and that's and that's from what I understand, that's what happens. The red flags go off in these agencies when they think there's irregularities, and I guess there was clearly some. It wasn't red flag. five dollar bets either. Yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah. Allegedly, it was big money. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it's disappointing. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to speak about the umpire concern. I don't know him that well to, to, to cast aspersions there. But Someone's just texted in and said, did that umpire Michael Pell replace Dean on the umpire panel? I think he did. When I retired, I think Michael Pell was so the replacement umpire. Yeah, I'm not sure it's my fault, but... Um, but I think, and, and just going back in a more of serious tone, that it just hurts umpiring. Yeah. And I know, having spoken to some former umpires, and I've heard Shane McEnany on on radio, 
he um he, he's hurting a bit and and because they take it so seriously. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's disappointing, but we move on and. Has anyone, can I, can I ask, and I know you're a little bit removed now and you've still got an official role with the Footy Commission, WA Footy Commission in regards to umpiring, but has anyone heard from Michael Pell inside the umpiring fraternity? Has he come out and said, sorry, guys, or no, guys, it's not what you think it is? Or has there been yeah, any? I, don't, I couldn't answer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I hope that there's been some contact maybe as a support because, I mean, um, we're all human beings. He's got a lot going on. We, there's a lot going on, and, I, and you feel for people going through some bad times, and it's, it's out there. But um, he'll be he'll be feeling pretty lonely, I'm sure. So, um, but we just got to let things play its play its way out in the, in the courts. Thirteen twelve fifty five. Thirteen twelve fifty five. Depot open line or text zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. Now Gus Hulley's not too far away. He's going to join us. He's a man who collects beer for a living. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> Have we had any more um, messages come yeah. through to me on our Australian beer? Yeah, no, a lot of people have running hard with it. I think there's a lot of people who have been... Um, Following us on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, listeners. Yes, 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 I can't give a footy out for that. No. Nah, yeah. Well, the flog guy is leading at the moment and it pains me to say it. Yeah. All right, okay. He's as close as it gets. He's as close as it gets. Hey, let's get a break away and come back because Gus Hulley is a footy fan. He's got a beer from every country playing in the World Cup. We're going to chat with him. It is, I think, oh, I don't know, it's about 11.30 at night over there, so we appreciate him staying up. Gus Hulley's going to join us next. Wade Whitley is going to join us. Make happy day this weekend. Make sure you can dig deep and buy a big Mac. And William Pike, speaking of digging deep, always gamble responsibly. He's got a full book of rides, Railway Stakes Day at Ascot on Saturday. This is Breakfast with Hammer Ray Shaw, Dean Margetts and Tim Gossage in the chair.